Should we just roll? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to Just Listed, a podcast with Real Estate by Joe and, of course, with Joanna Viesta. Yeah. I have a special guest today. It, her name, well, I'll let you introduce yourself. Um, okay. I'm Michelle Lane. Um, I used to be Michelle Miller. I actually graduated from Alexandria, so lots of people know me that way, I guess. Um, and I own um, actually two businesses, but the one that I have in town here that I do all the time is Living Tree Massage and Body Work. So, hey, What's your other business? Um, we actually own the Hot Rod Shop mm-hmm. um, out in Osakis, so my husband and I do. But awesome. on the paperwork, he's the president and I'm vice president, which means he gets to work more there than I have to. Is that for, like, cars? Hot rods. Yeah. Old so cars? we basically mm-hmm. do upholstery for anything that moves. Right. Really? So not couches and stuff. I have a 65 but... Ford in my, yes. uh, in my garage that might need some upholstery work. Yeah. So yeah. real. Larry yeah. has done cars pretty much his whole life. And um, he used to work at Juno. And when that closed down, we just said, you know what? What if you just did this? full time yeah and he really went at the car part of it but we found out very quickly that it would be boats we do a ton of boats oh yeah yeah so right now in in the spring we as our busy time so everybody drops them off before they get you know winterized Mm -hmm. or when they get winterized bring them in um we do full flooring which now is the hottest thing on the planet because the pontoons have all that gross carpet on them and oh yeah yuck. so the we take new that flooring off. is amazing mm, that they're putting good. in yeah yeah so we put that down and then people will redo their seats um you know it's just a really good way to upgrade your own stuff um, sure, right. because you know a new pontoon is expensive if you don't yeah. have that much right um and then you can kind of make it your own change mm-hmm. the colors do whatever you want with it um, so that's, it's just a nice option. And then we do like boat covers. So you keep Very it cool. nice. Yeah. Oh. You know, so people don't put $6,000 into a boat and then you leave it sit out for two years and right. it's shot. Because right. the sun will eat it away. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, we did have some seats come in that an eagle had landed on their big sun deck and ate oh. a fish and like totally destroyed the thing. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So, that's nuts. Yeah. So, you know, lots of weird things happen um, in the wintertime when Guy brought in a, a boat and the raccoons had gotten in underneath the cover oh, and made their little critters. hotel. Yeah. And so, oh, yes. yeah. Well, and those happened with the cars, too. So yeah. I'm not a big car person, mm-hmm. but this 65 yeah. Ford that we have was my husband's dad's car. Yeah. And about 12 years ago, I tracked it down. It had been sold out of the family. Okay. And he always wanted it. Nice. And so we got it back. And oh. like we, it's it's become like this full family car. Right. Awesome. And I never realized how these cars become such um, emotional things mm-hmm. and also right. conversation starters. Like people yeah. come up all the time yeah. if they just see this galaxy and they're just like, wow, that's a great looking car. Um, the interior has not been done. Yeah. And my husband said if he ever does the upholstery, uh, the one thing that he doesn't want to do is the roof. Right. Because um, his brother's prom date's high heel made a mark in there <laughs> and it's a good memory yeah. oh my gosh i know yeah. what kind of memory that was if yeah. that car could tell stories oh, right. wow right. and his dad just recently passed away so it's okay. like an amazing thing that we own Aww. now you yeah. know so we yeah. got a, had a lot of fun with him in it but now Thanks. it's just like this great momento anyway i did not plan on talking yeah. about cars but that's a really cool good. adventure that you and right. your husband are into you know? yeah yeah both our um sons work there also so it's just really a family business and most of the time i'm filling in or doing paperwork and that kind of stuff because i'm not strong enough to like call stuff around as much anymore and sure. i'm super busy at my other space so 
Um, yeah, but it's that's what we do. Let's and, talk about your other space. Yeah. Yeah. So my other space is Living Tree Massage. Um, and so I have been a massage therapist for almost, well, 19 years. I think it'll be in November. But um, I think you're downplaying what you do. Yeah. You're saying massage therapist, but you also do <laughs> right. energy work. Right. We do lots of stuff there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing that for about 19 years. Um, and then about probably 18 years of that, I've 17 years of that, I've been doing energy work at the same time. So that's usually something I have to kind of explain a little bit. Everybody kind of knows massage. I was just going to ask you to do that. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody kind of knows massage. They've kind of seen that before and all of that. So I worked in, um, two different chiropractic offices, Integrated Health Center and um, Coastal Family Chiropractic, which is now Touching Lives. And so I worked there for five years each, which I love because I got so much more information. Um, But the other side of that, um, I love the body part um, and and finding out what's wrong with people. It's kind of like a treasure chess game every time, you know, like everybody's exactly the same, but completely different. So I love that part. But when you go to school, basically they tell you that a massage therapy um, person has about a two to three year span and then you're done. Like Whoa. you can't make it past there. So it's kind of like one of those things where you're really good at it and it your body is good at it. Not that you're really good at it, but your body can do it or it can't. Um, you either get super sore or you can keep going. Um, one of those things. I just got lucky and got to keep going. But also they will tell you the very first thing that they'll tell you is if you're massaging, you can actually take on someone's pain, right? So if you come in with a super bad headache, if I want to take that headache, I can take the headache pain, right? So I'm not actually taking your headache, but I can take the pain of that because I want you to be better. I want you to feel that relief. Wow. Well, when I went to school to be a massage therapist, I had just come off of being, um, I used to remodel and build convenience stores. So I worked for Senex. And so we would remodel them, I would run them, and then we remodel another one and I'd run them and we'd go from there. So that was like 14 years of propane and gas and diesel and concrete and, oh, you know, all of that. And chemicals. So when they're telling me that I'm going to take on your pain, I was like, uh, uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. That sounds stupid. Why would I do that? That's not even possible. And so after going through all of the schooling, um, then when I went to school, it was at Sister Rosalind's and she's very um, um, into the body part, right? No energy, no anything else with that. So I only learned the massage and the, and the body part. Then after about a couple of months of being in that space, I started taking on everybody's stuff. So if you had knee pain, I would take your pain. If you had a headache, I would take that. Like at the end of the day, I was shot. And so Shelly Schultz Boris um, came up to me. We were cheerleaders in high school. And she was like, dude, you got to get this under control. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, you know. And so she's like, you have to come and take a Reiki class with me. And I was like, okay. And so... Back then, I was not very good in small groups of women. Like, they made me itchy, right? I could be in a bar full of guys all night, right? Uh Totally fine. It was great. Book club? Oh, my God. Like, I would panic. Like, I don't know why, but it was just something for me. So we go to this space, and there's, like, five women there and me, and I'm, like, freaking out. And so I didn't really want to be there. I didn't really understand it that much. And so... Basically, I took two of her classes and kind of learned how to do that. And when I did, it just kept going. And so the energy work, basically, what Reiki is, is it's basically um, a technique of you healing your body with your own energy. And I'm just like the conductor. 
right? So if we do an energy session and you come in for something, we can move that energy around. We can pull things out or bring things in, but you're in charge of what comes in and goes out. So people get really freaked out about energy work because they're like, well, what are you going to do to me? And I'm like, I ain't doing nothing to you. What are you going to do to you? Like if something comes in, that's your thing, not mine. Um, So people get really kind of weirded out, but it's the easiest, most relaxing, um, cool space you could ever be in. And so we've done some amazing, amazing healings for people, for their bodies. And, you know, it doesn't matter where you're coming from. You know, I have people that come in that are super religious. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I totally believe in God and that's who's healing me. And I'm like, yep. I mean, it's your energy. I don't care what your words are. I don't care what your beliefs are. I don't care about anything of that. It's wherever you are. So if somebody came in and they're like, I have a different belief and I call it the universe. Okay. That's what we call it. If I call it Buddha, I don't care. Like I, I'm totally open for anybody's background. Right. And that just makes it even better because then they can relax and they know that it's their energy coming in. And, you know, we do all different kinds of things like bars. Um, bars is just a technique of getting rid of any old patterns and memories that I you keep. I had bars done. Yeah. It was life-changing for me. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it literally mm-hmm. takes in 45 minutes. It's like, you know, and, and it's one of those things where Joanna was ready and she was ready to change and it stepped in and in one second she was done. Like, that's it. I'm yeah. Like, I'm over that. And, you know, some people can come because they're not ready, but they think they are, but they're not ready to quite let go of that yet. And most of the time what we're working for, working with is like you get about 80 to 90 percent of your self-beliefs by the time you're age seven. So I don't know if you can remember when you're six years old, but or five or four, but something happened and you're like, that's true. (laughs) And then what happens is it runs inside your body like a record. So say you're unwanted, say you're unloved, say you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too tall, you're too short, blah, 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 right? I'll I'll never be smart. I'll never be able to do this. And that sinks into that space. You will constantly bring in situations that makes that true. Isn't that crazy? That is nuts. Yeah. So but say that you makes were, so much sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Say you were unwanted, right? You had a parent or your parents got divorced, right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't understand that process. And now one of them leaves and you're now unwanted. You think and, that. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's what you take belief. is the truth. That's your belief. Right? That's your yeah. belief. You will continually find friends in high school that will dump you. You will have boyfriends that will dump you. You will start jobs that where they will get fired. You will marry someone that will cheat on you and move on <gasps> oh because gosh. you have to feel unwanted. You have to be true to yourself. You, you have to feel right. You keep making it happen. You will keep making it happen. Yeah. So because it you know, has. Oh, I get it. I yeah, get it. So it's much. one of those things that you don't even know that's there. Mm-hmm. So my job is to find that. Right. So that in one minute you can say, OK, this is what you're going from. Now, how do you change that? Right. Yeah. And then you start realizing that every time you bring that in, you're like, I don't want that anymore. I want to be wanted. I want to find this. And a lot of it's just being aware of of that situation. It automatically starts changing. Right. It. And so. it's sort of similar to being an addict. Right. Oh, yeah. Or you're, you have an yeah. illness. You don't even know you have it. Like if yeah. you're a narcissist, they talk about narcissists don't yeah. even know they're narcissists. Right. Right. They're right. Like, or like an alcoholic. Well, how could they? Everything yeah. is about them. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> right. right. But they, right. Yeah, exactly. Or like mm-hmm. an alcoholic. You mm-hmm. don't think you're an alcoholic. You're like, I don't mm-hmm. drink that much. Right. It's the same thing. So if you yeah. 
feel like you said, if your belief is that you're unwanted, you're not even do- knowing you're doing. Mm-hmm. That. Yeah, because you never do something for someone else. You only do for you. Ever. Always. Always. And people will say, oh, well, you know, people that donate lots of money or people that are super good, they're always working for someone else. Mm, nope, they aren't. They're always doing that because it makes them feel better. Right. You know, um, people will come up to me and say, oh, they're going to, somebody wants to do a benefit for me and I don't want that. I don't want them there. And I'll say, why? Like, that's not even okay because they're not doing the benefit for you. They're doing the benefit for them. That's why they're there. They, they could care less about you, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> Isn't it's, that funny? It's, yeah, and it's, seriously, it's the truth. Because people want to make, they want to feel better. So yeah, they can't cook food for you every day. They don't have $10,000 to give you. So if they throw a benefit, they're doing something they're for doing you. Something it for makes you. them for feel it. better. Right. And I always just say, how dare you not let them feel better? Like, get mm. out of your own way and just let them do it and enjoy it and, and be there. And so we always do what's good for us. And if you have a self-belief that is running in the background, and sometimes it's incredibly strong um, because you have a trauma that happened when you were younger and you will run that constantly. So, you know, you might know somebody that's been married five, six, seven times, right? And you're like, what in oh, the heck? Why, why do you keep choosing that person? Stop right. getting married. <laughs> right? But it's something that, well, they'll bring that person in and they connect with that same person every single time, right? They connect with that same um, unwantedness so that they can make them leave and then be unwanted. So that it can be true. It's right. the cycle. It's got to be true. So you don't, you know, I always tell people and they're like, oh my gosh, I've, you know, it's the hardest thing when you realize that you've created your whole life and you're like, <laughs> right. shit. I just think the whole thing that you're talking about and I, and I believe 100% mm-hmm. that what you're saying is mm-hmm. true. I've never experienced it. I think for people who haven't, right. just the term energy is mysterious. Oh yeah, It's for like, sure. how can you define it? How do you find mm-hmm. it? How do you... You know, how do you become that vessel that helps, you know, yeah. distribute it or whatever? I don't know. Right, right. You know? Yeah. I believe it's totally oh, yeah. getting it, to something that people are not identifying within themselves. Right. But it's like, I don't know. Most do you, of us just go along and keep yeah, doing they don't, the same crap. Yeah, they yeah. don't think about what, what outside sources could be making this happen. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't like, it's like there's an old adage that says if you come to me with a problem but not a solution it's just whining right right so they don't look into what's the problem what's what's going on mm-hmm. why does this keep happening what's deeper and it's, it's hard to find your own stuff well super and, hard to find your own stuff. i believe that's true and, yeah. and joe and i were talking a while back about that too mm-hmm. just like if you want to change it's really difficult because everyone in your life puts you in a box of mm-hmm. what they think you should be doing. Mm-hmm. No, or... you've put yourself in a box. Yeah. Because that's... you've trained people how to treat you. Okay. Because it you helps go. you. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're in a box, you've put yourself in the box and mm-hmm. you like it there. Yeah. Now when you want to get out of the box, They're then like... everything has to change. And right. I always tell people and I always tell women that come in, it is not fair for you to change in one day and expect everyone else to change around you because you've taken 40 years to train these people to be exactly as they are. Now you leave my office with an aha moment and you're a whole different person. That's oh. great. But you need to work this in because that I don't believe that's fair that you just say in one day, I'm not doing that anymore. And you're out and you're out and you're out and you're out. Uh, right. Unless it is a bad relationship. But most of the time, these are people that have been doing exactly what you wanted them to do. Mm-hmm. So I always say you need to change that then slowly. And every time that person comes in and makes you feel the same old way, you make that one decision. 
right? I'm not doing that anymore. And then you just keep doing it and doing it. And eventually that changes and you get out of that box. Mm -hmm. But you're the one that put yourself in the box. Nobody else. So, Which I have some wisdom on that, too. I agree with that. That's kind of like bad friendships. So my mm -hmm. daughter in second grade, she had an awesome second grade teacher. And she always she would say, is your friendship healthy? Mm -hmm. Is this friendship healthy? Because some of those little girls, it's like mm. in second grade, like, yeah. whoa. But that's also, I think, as adults, we have to remember, is this friendship healthy? Yeah. And like you or said, needed or needed right? do i need it anymore no a lot of them you don't mm -hmm. but some of your friendships you almost have it's like you have to be there because you're in that box mm -hmm. and they need you in that box because right. they have no one else and yeah. you're like do you want that box and right. so i've noticed i've just distanced instead of like you said saying you're out you're out yeah. you're out like yeah. <laughs> you yeah. just kind of have to distance them instead of responding to every mm -hmm. phone call responding to every text you just let them fade away knowing mm -hmm. you're not always going to be there for them to crap on. Right. Yeah. And you just, you've moved on, which honestly, they're kind of happy you've moved on because then now they don't have to keep doing that for you. Right. You brought them in for that. So if they have to keep doing that, it's a load on them also. So once you change, they get to change. They get to be released. So, you know, in that space, we teach that a lot. Um, the energy work is all about to bring up your own awareness. Right. Isn't that crazy? And so it's not me going, oh, my gosh, do you know what you've been doing for <laughs> blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, this is what's here. And this is how you go forward. Now, not everybody's going to go forward. Right. Because some people are really OK with where they are, but they'll say they're not. Right. Right. And so really, honestly, when I do an energy work session on you five minutes after you leave, I won't remember a thing just because every time you come in, you're different. Mm. Every time you come in, you're already aware of the old stuff, whether you change it or not, you've changed in some way. So I don't ever want to go off of where you were when I saw you last time. I only ever want to go off of where you are right now. And so when I do energy work on people, I don't want to know a thing about them. Like half the time, I've, I don't even know their name because I don't pay attention very well. <laughs> um, and, you know, as a participating alcoholic for a very long time, I only have one and a half brain cells left and they're really full. <laughs> so your stuff is not going to stay in there. Only my stuff is. And so it's like um, a confession. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't I, I don't remember any of that stuff. So, um, you know, it's nice. We can always start from right where you are. And so we teach those things. There's lots of different things you can do from, you know, meditation to conscious writing. Conscious writing is amazing, like literally amazing. And basically what you do is you just um, take out paper, notebook, go to the dollar store, get some cheap ones. It doesn't matter. Right. And you just start scribbling, not writing. Right. Because writing has a thought process. Writing is slow. Writing mm -hmm. is punctuation and capitalization. What I tell people is just to sit down and start scribbling on the lines as fast as you can and just let whatever thought come in, come in. So you might start at, why do I keep doing this? Why do I have this? Why do I do this? Why do I do that? Right. And with you consciously writing across there, you just allow that energy to move from your body out your arm onto that piece of paper. Right. And then you just let that conversation in your head keep going as fast as it can go. Okay. Okay. Because when you're doing that, you're now getting out of your brain, which has stored all your memory. So your brain only holds um, senses, right? Smell, touch, whatever. Movement, emotions, and your memories. That's it. That's it. No conversation whatsoever. The only conversation that comes up in your brain is what you've remembered. Mm. Okay. That's all memory. Everything else comes from somewhere else. 
your source, whoever that is. And again, I don't care what your word is. God, universe, Buddha, love, whatever. It don't matter to me. So that information coming in, when you get the memory part out of a situation onto that piece of paper, then the other information can start coming in. And then you'll start asking questions like, why is this happening? And you'll get an answer and you'll be like, where did that come from? Like, and usually it pisses you off. I mean, because you're like, no, it's not. You know, you might come up as you're jealous or, you know, it's your issue or whatever. And that word will come in. You'll be like, no, it's not. It's theirs. Like they started this. They did that. Because your ego is not going to go there. Right. Right. Your ego is always going to push that out. So when you consciously write, you can start having this argument right from above and from you and your memory coming in. And then pretty soon something happens and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's it. And we've had the craziest stuff come out in conscious writing, like things that you can't get to because of your self-beliefs and your ego holding that in and the memory. Your brain wants to keep you safe. It's why it only remembers memory so that you don't right, run in front of a car or stick your hand in a fire or get eaten by a dinosaur like we've had it forever. So it keeps you safe, which is great, but it also keeps you here. 95 to 98% of the thoughts that you had today are the same you've had for the last three to five years. Oh, my gosh. 95 to 98%. Isn't that crazy? For five years. And you think you're changing. Oh, I'm growing. No, you're not. You're not growing at all. I'm sorry. Unless you change that space, you won't ever move forward. So it's one of those things that you really have to really consciously work on. And so the conscious writing allows you to do that. There's a great book called Back in Control. And it's a spine doctor. And he would do all these surgeries for low back pain and for people's pain. And it wouldn't help. And so now what he does is he requires you to consciously write for three weeks before you have surgery. And 90% to 95% of the people won't have to have back pain. It's all stored memory. It's all an emotion that you've kept I in there. I believe that. Yeah. I believe yeah. that so much. Because we keep it in certain parts of our body. So like your neck is all about inflexibility. If you can't see something in someone else's way, your neck will get sore, right? Your shoulders are carrying too much of the world, right? Your arm inside of there is usually acute anger. If somebody comes in with shoulder pain, I'll say, who do you want to punch? Oh. <laughs> and they almost always have a, you know, somebody right off the bat, right? They oh, just my know. God. Um, you know, your um, heart is all about love. Your blood is all about joy. So if you're having, you know, issues with your blood, a lot of times it's because you don't love joy and your lungs are all about letting in life. And so if your lungs have something going on, it's because you're not letting in what's supposed to be in. Um, the upper back is usually about support. The mid back is about guilt. The low back is almost always financial. And so or um, um, rejection. So, and when you go into those spaces, it's what's weak in your body, right? So if you have a weak space or if that um, emotion gets too big, it will come out as an, as a physical pain. Which makes sense. Yeah. So when I'm doing massages, I have to look at you in both ways. I have to say, okay, so you tweaked your back and then I have to ask some questions. So has anything happened financially, right? Oh yeah, my husband just switched jobs. I'm really worried about. So the tweaking of the back probably was already You're, maybe there or just happened because of the emotional strain and now the back kicked in like we have to go in both different spaces to know exactly what's going on because we're only energy you do not have one solid piece of mass in your body in fact when i massage you i'm not even touching you there's always a layer of energy between my hand and your body which freaks me out 
Like I've so many times been like, I want to like, am I really touching them? And I, <laughs> and that kind of, I, I mean, it's so cool to know that, but you are completely not solid. You're always a moving piece of energy because every cell in your body is all energy. So there's, it always has to go together. So that's what we look at. Now, again, for some people, they're like, nope, not doing that. I don't care. That's not part of my religious beliefs. It's not part of who I am. I don't want to do. I don't care. I, I really, honestly, I, I don't care if people mm-hmm. get energy work or not. I'm just there if you want to. Right. So then that's what it's there for. So, so. before we started um, recording, one of the mm-hmm. things that Joe said is that you, Michelle, are so good at being you. Mm-hmm. So let's backtrack to how you got here because now yeah. you made a passing reference to alcoholism yeah. and you yeah. must have been on a journey to figure out where to be yourself and now how to help other people. Yeah. So how did that go? Yeah. You know, I was a super functioning alcoholic. So I would go to work at six o'clock every morning and work 12 hours a day and do my thing and, it, you know, get hammered at night and on the weekends. And, you know, my husband was really the only one that saw that chaos because everybody else thought I was fun and it was great to be around and I was I was hilarious and I and I loved that space but eventually you start to move into the space of being a drunk right it's not it's not fun alcoholism when you're in your 20s it's now in your 30s and you're you're kind of looking at like maybe this isn't something I should be doing anymore but you don't know how to stop and all of that And so um, with working at the convenience store, I just went to work. It was a stress reliever. Um, Most times addiction is about stress, right? Because we have no way to get rid of the stress and we don't know how. So we check out. And um, so it gives us that reset button, right? Because if most people go out to drink on Friday and Saturdays, right? They have a couple drinks. They Mm -hmm. feel funny. They go home. They feel relaxed. It's a reset button. Your, your, Your problems aren't worse or better the next day they're just easier to handle right Mm -hmm. as an alcoholic we want that same thing but once that button gets pushed we go too far then we have to get drunk because it's a different space than someone that can just everything i know we hate social drinkers because we want to be social drinkers and we can't so then we'll act like oh that person can only have two beers or that person's just a winnie he, she never drinks that much whatever that's because, always been me they're right? like oh you're no fun right, you always right. just have one drink or you don't right. drink because everybody right. would start getting drunk around me and i'm like mm-hmm. okay i need to time drive. to go yeah. i need to take care of kids yeah. i need you know and the reason we do that is because we actually want that right we want to be you we want to go have two drinks and go home that's what we 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 strive for and then we have those two drinks and that button gets pushed and then we're out of control and we can't take it yeah 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 and then we just we have to get to that point where you're Mm -hmm. drunk i mean there is no stopping it there there is no anything and everything we do in that space is for us not you you know so people will say oh they always do this to me no that's not doing anything to you alcoholics don't do anything to you we only do for ourselves Mm -hmm. we have to have it we will do anything to get that alcohol and so you have to take yourself out of that situation we're not doing something bad to you we think it's good for us and that's the only thing you'll ever do but alcohol increases that a lot right we'll lie steal whatever we have to do and so working at the convenience store i never really had to do anything i mean it was just how i coped 
Well, then when I started doing massages um, and the energy work came in, you can't be a drunk and do energy work at the same time because you're just so much more open to things. And so actually the night that I quit drinking, um, I was telling uh, those guys that I had about two and a half gallons of wine the night that I quit drinking, started at 10 at night till four in the morning, hammered. Um, My husband drove home. I do remember that. Threw up in the car. You know, he was the one that had to take care of all of that. And the next morning I woke up and of course he was doing dishes and he was pissed and he, he was, you know, he would be mad, but then he would always like, you, you talk them into it again, right? Oh, I'll never drink again and I'll do this and I'll do that, you know? So I'm laying there in bed and I'm like, oh God, now he's going to be mad and you know, now we're going to have a fight and whatever. And instantly in one second, I had killed an entire van full of people and I was going to prison. Like and I mean, in with your mind, every piece of my body I had done that and I knew I hadn't because I knew exactly how I got home and I knew that was a premonition I knew that if I continued to drink that that would happen and I just told myself I would never drink again wow well that's insane yeah yeah it was my whole like I was I was there like I was getting, I was going to prison. There was no doubt. Oh, that's an awful one. And so I that'll just make you never well, wanted to yeah, be there. Yeah, and be glad that that didn't, because yeah. I do know someone who really will never touch a drink, and yeah. it was, he got in an accident yeah. and luckily didn't kill anybody, but hurt somebody, went to prison for three years, yeah. and he goes, I am allowed to drink, I do not, he, no. he will not touch a drop, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't take that. Right, right, but it does. Yeah, because you always think you know, oh, the bottom of I that wasn't well, that bad. right? Uh, they're gonna. Why wouldn't they? Their wife left. That's got to be the bottom of the well. There's sometimes the bottom of the well is some yeah. crazy stuff. Like you have to be in that position, and I honestly believe for me that if I wasn't doing the energy work, I wouldn't have gotten that. Mm-hmm. I would have maybe had it as a thought and been like, Ugh, I didn't drive. Yeah, you know, right. who cares, right? But with doing the energy work, I was so aware of the information coming in that it just filled my whole body and I knew it was true. And so it just changed my life at that point. Also, the part that changed my life was I worked at Integrated Health Center with Jennifer Gunther. And I don't know if you know Jennifer Gunther, but she just puts it on the line right where it is. And I grew <laughs> Maybe up. Maybe she should be our next I know. Yes, Maybe. She should. She's so funny. And so, you know, when I started working there, I was very much from a family of the wife stays home, the, you know, the man makes all the decisions and you do what you're told. And, you know, coming into my space, I, I didn't know any differently than that. Um, you know, just, you just didn't cause a fight. You just didn't cause. Yeah chaos you didn't cause any of that so instead i would get angry and drunk instead of saying anything right and i always wanted to be the the good girl and the nice person and you know i didn't want to say anything and then i started working with jennifer and like seriously you put something on her desk she'd be like why is this here like do you not have a desk and be like jesus oh. okay i'm sorry you know i put it back <laughs> or she would say you know something somebody would do something and she'd be like i don't like that like she's super i don't blunt. want you she's very blunt and she's very but when she talks to you, it's gone. Like she, she would doesn't say it. it. She doesn't hold it. She doesn't keep bringing it up. She doesn't keep doing that. And so I at first was like, you are the rudest woman I have ever met in my life. <laughs> like, I don't like you. Right. She would like freak me out and yeah. I didn't want to start a fight and I wouldn't say anything. And then I grew to love it. I literally grew to just be I was so appreciative to know exactly where she was. 
And I just started becoming that person with her kind of oh, that's um, awesome. without her even really knowing that. But I've told a million people and her always like she changed my life forever. And with that, then I also turned 40. Mm-hmm. And when you turn 40 as a woman, you get a shirt with a finger on the front. <laughs> yeah, Literally, you do. Like you, get you're ready, like, Joe. yeah, <laughs> 20s. I mean, 20s are all stupid mistakes, right? And you're just yeah. learning and doing. And, and your 30s are all about information. You're collecting and collecting and collecting. And then when you turn 40, something just clicks and you're like, this is who I am and I'm not going to apologize. Yep. Right. Now, it is amazing and beautiful. I am so happy when women turn 40 because it is the best. When you turn 50, you get a shirt with two fingers. <laughs> <on the front. laughs> That's, someone told me yes. when I just yes. was like maybe 41. I was yeah. talking to a friend of mine that was uh, in her mid 50s mm-hmm. and i said i just don't give a yeah, rat's yeah, patootie yeah. anymore yeah. and she's like wait till you're 50. wait till you're 50 really? yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. and it's not a rude thing no it's knowing who you are to the core like you yeah. just you know and i think about you don't that. care as much what other people mm-hmm. think yeah you think about how many women get divorced in their, in their 40s they yeah. switch jobs in their 40s they move when they're 40s they they just it, it clicks they mm-hmm. are like this is who i am and i'm not doing that anymore and so, um, you know, with all of that coming in, I started just and with energy work, I have to speak the truth because I only will tell you what they give me. Uh-huh. Even if it's hard, I don't care because I don't have a connection to that. It's only to you. And so I will give you that information. And then what you do with it is none of my business. So I really had a lot of practice being able to speak the truth with not with not saying it in a mean way, saying mm-hmm. it, this is the facts. Right. And it's yours. You get to own that yep. and take it. And I'm not going to take it with me. Right. But you're and not so, sugarcoating and filtering no, and whatever. No. You're just telling people what. Yeah. Which is a little much for some people. Yeah. I mean, it really honestly is. But I have grown to really like <laughs> Gail came in the other day and um, I think Deb came in and she said, oh, did you have fun at whatever? And I was like, yeah. And then I was like, no, honestly, I didn't. I hated it. <laughs> and she was like, yep, that's why we love you. Because I, I couldn't even like I was like, yep, I'm going to. No, not coming out like that the way. Like Minnesota nice. You start and then you're like yeah let's be real but it's part of who we are Mm -hmm. it is part of who we are Mm -hmm. which is a great thing when we travel like minnesota nice is amazing Mm -hmm. right because you get to some places they are not nice like they just like they're rude about it and yeah you don't have to be rude to speak your truth you can say this is my truth this is me this is what i'm saying yeah but you can't be attached to the other person's emotions. Right. Or their outcome for you or what they're going to react in. Yeah. Because that is none of your business. Right. I think that's such a and woman so, thing, too, not yeah. just a Minnesota thing, because I feel like yeah. we when you say you want to mm-hmm. be a good girl, you want to mm-hmm. be the nice person, you want to be like in my household, it's like the peacekeeper. Like I can't stand yeah. if my kids aren't getting along oh. or whatever. And you're yeah. just always yeah. like, let's all be good. Right. Let's right. all have a good time. Yeah. You know, and, and I you think just don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, right. even with your kids and stuff. You know, when you're in your house, you don't want it to be chaos all the oh, time. No, no. And so I think still, as women, we have a really good ability of saying, you know, it's funny because you'll kind of think like, if dad's mad, then mom won't be. If mm-hmm. mom's mad, then dad won't be. Like, you always have this balance yeah. of somebody's got to save the children, right? Yeah. <laughs> they do, though. They it's do. Like, I don't know why you yell at them like that. And then next week, you're like, you damn kid. You know? <laughs> and then he's like, I don't know why you yell at them like that. Because they're like, I don't know. You just go back and forth. And so, you know, you you always go up and down. But I think that's part of the balance of, of you know, in those relationships and and to be able to do that. And, and I love it because I... I, I think women grow so much every single year they get older. 
um, that it's so beautiful to me that they can really come into themselves and be that. And then by the time you get to be a grandmother or you get to have your children as they're older and they're growing up and getting married or moving on, you really appreciate those time frames because you're not trying to be everything to everyone anymore. You're just being who you are. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I love I love getting older. I love it. And I had a gal come in one time and she was like, oh my God, wait till you're 60. And I was like, really? really? And she's like, yeah. And then I had a gal come in. She was like, wait till you're 70. It's awesome. You can do anything I want. And, really? you know, and I was like, yes. So um, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Really I just fun feel ride. like it's just like less pressure the mm-hmm. older you get. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I still want to look attractive or whatever, mm-hmm. but you don't, you're not right all your worth into that right and it's funny that you say that because i i feel like i'm in this like transitional time too because my oldest just got her license and like my two older kids now are going to be done with sports and i was Mm -hmm. like what what am i gonna do right you have no idea time yeah you have no idea how busy you are oh my god i get to find out what i like to do again yeah you have (laughs) no idea how busy you are until you're not right like i think i sat on the couch and watched tv for a year and a half because i was just like what happened right how did i ever do that i was just so tired and so exhausted yeah you know because both boys were in baseball and you know running all the time and hunting and doing all the stuff so yeah i think you you just take a rest after your kids get a little older and um then you kind of come in in a whole different way you're you're a parent in a different way because Mm -hmm. now they need your help as an adult not as raising them to be adults like Mm -hmm. now you're like how do i work this and you know my son Taryn got engaged on August 6th, my uh, youngest, and then Eric got engaged two weeks ago. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, two months apart. And Taryn's getting married in in January. And his question yesterday was like, Mom, what was our first two months of marriage like? Wow, that's a question. Yeah. And part of me was like, "Mm, I don't really remember because I was mostly (laughs) drunk that time. Um, And then I was like, well, we fought a lot, you know. And then I was like, well, he probably won't because he's not. You know, I mean, they're just so different than I was. And, you know, and I just said, it's a lot of communication. And that's where I failed because I was not a communicator. If I got mad, I would clamp down and not say anything. And I just always tell my children, do not do that. Right. Have the fight, have the, and it's one of those belief system things, right? So like, we don't even know where that comes up from. But when my parents, um, I was probably um, six, seven years old, and my brother was probably a year old. Well, he was small enough to be in a dresser drawer. That's mm-hmm. how small he was. My parents had a fight. And one of them was leaving. And I panicked so bad that I hid my brother in the dresser because I figured so if couldn't, if couldn't they couldn't him. find him, nobody would leave. And one day I was having a fight with my husband, part of this whole, you know, just growing part. And he, I said, I'm so sick of fighting. And he said, that's your problem. You won't fight. There's nothing wrong with fighting. And it was like he punched me in the stomach. Like I was like, holy shit, Michelle, you have to figure this out. And so it was the only memory I ever had of my parents fighting. And I asked my mom about it. And she said, Michelle, you were so upset after that, that your dad and I vowed never to fight in front of you again. So we would fight at the bar or we would fight outside or we would fight somewhere else. So my only memory is if you fight, someone's got to go. Oh, my So when we got drunk... Okay, and we'd fight, I'd leave. I'd always bail because that's all I know. And so I would never start a fight. I would never, I would just get drunk and quiet, right? Because 
we I you can't ruin the marriage. You can't. It's going to be your fault. Everything's going to be your fault. It's your mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I really had to go through that and go, what? And so I had to learn how to fight, which my husband is probably not very happy about. <laughs> Can but we I rewind? Really, I know. I had to. I had to learn how to do that because I didn't know how to do it and not think that someone had to be gone after that. Right. And so that helped me a ton too. But those are those things you don't know, right? I'm six years old or seven years old. You didn't know what happened. And that controlled my entire lifetime. Oh, my goodness. Until it didn't, right? So there's always a way to get out of that. There's always a way between the conscious writing and meditation and doing energy work and doing bars and doing things that you can just go and get that. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's not like we're doing energy work and you're going to be, you know, now you can never change something. Like, it's all your energy, right? So taking classes, right? We just did Tai Chi this morning at 10. You know, that just hones your own energy in and brings you into that calm space and just allows you to be who you are in that moment and let everything else go for a while. And that's the beautiful part about meditation. And people get so freaked out about meditation. They're like, I can't I don't medica- know how to do it. Yeah. I tried it a couple times <sighs> right. and I, my brain can't stop. Yeah. I'll be honest. So I here's don't know the deal. How. You don't want to stop your brain. Like, that's the whole thing that people think you have to be like totally quiet and zend out. And if you're a monk and someone's doing all your shit for you and bringing your food. Great. That's great. Do that. I don't care. Right. I don't have that in my house. I am cooking and cleaning and doing everything. And I get 10 minutes. Right. So. So when you do that, what you have to do is train your brain, not your thoughts, because your brain holds your memories. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's what wants to replay. If you shut the brain off, everything else will go with it. So what you do is find a 10-minute video on YouTube, right? Music, just music. Um, Don't get caught up in the talking because then you, if it's not right, what if they do me in the wrong way? You know, I mean, it's like, what if I don't like the music or what if I don't like this or whatever? Just 10-minute music that you like. Listen to it while you're cooking at first to see if there's anything weird in there or whatever. But then you sit down and you don't move for 10 minutes. So I don't care what you think. You can do your whole list. You can do your Christmas list. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. It doesn't matter. But you can't move because your brain holds memories, senses, emotions, and movement, right? So when you put that 10 minutes on and when it's done, it's done. You get up and go. You don't think about it. Oh, my gosh, I didn't have any of these thoughts. It doesn't matter. You get up, you're done. Next day, you do 10 minutes again. Same music. You don't change it right? Because you're training your brain that as soon as you turn that music on, it doesn't have to do anything. That you're just... So your senses shut down, mm-hmm. your emo- your memory shut down, the movement shuts down, and now all you have is where you're at. And then all of a sudden, that 10 minutes, because at first, it's long. Yeah. Your body's like, oh yeah, your foot itches, your, your eye itches. <laughs> you should be doing this. Did you shut yeah, the stove yeah. off? You should do that. I think there's a storm coming. You should go downstairs. You need to move. You need to move. You know, because that's what we're Get doing up. all the time. I gotta right? check my phone. Get right. Check my phone. I gotta check, check my phone. My phone. <laughs> I, did I hear a bang? What if it's an emergency? What if my daughter just fell off the step of the school? What if that, you know, I mean, you just go into the spaces, right? And you're just like, just stay. And then all of a sudden, 10 minutes is like two minutes. And you're like, holy shit, that was 10 minutes. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Then you go to 15. Mm-hmm. Right. And then at 15, you find different music, same one every day. And then when you get past 15 and you're like, I'm out, like I can sit there for 30 seconds and I'm done. You're not really out. Sometimes you'll fall asleep. Now, some people and if you do fall asleep, usually it's because you needed that sleep. And that 15 minutes will be the hardest sleep you've ever had. But usually time that's why they'll tell you to sit up so that you don't fall asleep the whole time. And you can set a timer on your phone in case you think you're going to sleep past the YouTube video. But most of the time. 
an ad's gonna come up and scare the shit out of you. Like, you're right. I mean, like, have you checked your insurance? You're like, holy jumping, where am I? No, like, but I will now. I know, I'm gonna right now. And so, you know, set your alarm. You wanna relax. So if you think you're gonna oversleep, set a separate alarm for two minutes later and, and do your thing. If you get to 15 and you're like, that was fast, you can do any music you want on the planet and you don't need music at all. You have now trained your brain that once you get into that space, it automatically shuts down. That's how you learn how to meditate. It's the easiest thing on the planet. And some days you're not going to be quiet. Some days you're going to be going over everything, blah, blah, blah. Oh my gosh, that was such a waste of, it's not because your brain's dumping that stuff you don't need, right? And, but then some days you're going to sit down in 30 seconds, you're out and all of a sudden you're going to wake up and go, oh my gosh, like that was crazy. Like I was somewhere else or I was dreaming or I was nothing like, but you're never not aware, right? So I would sit in the chair and I would do a meditation and all of a sudden I would jump <gasps> and my whole body would be like, what the heck? Like, did I fall out of the chair? What? And it was nothing. And I was like, what is going on? Next time, did it again. <gasps> Holy good Lord. What is, why am I doing this? Third time, I noticed that every time I did that, my client was early. Oh. So it was waking me up because they had just closed their door and were coming on the sidewalk Sheer and here. I'm out. And it would jump me. And now, so if I do it, I just take the headphones off right away and then sit there with a book. And they're like, oh, are you reading? I'm like, yep. And two <laughs> seconds before that, I was on a different planet, man. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and so your body is always aware of what's happening. You're not ever like totally gone where you don't know what's going on. You're always aware of what's happening. So meditation, you know, I'll explain to people is like praying, right? It's your space. You do with it what you want. It's your intention. It's your, you know, every day I'm getting better and better in every way. Every day I'm getting richer and richer. Every day I'm getting healthier and healthier. Every day I'm getting um, more, you know, organized. Every day I'm, that's what you're saying in your head. Or you're praying for someone. You can totally pray in that space, right? And so it just depends on what it is for you. If it's a devotion time and 10 minutes you sit and you're only praying, right. it's the same thing as meditation, you're going to the same spot. You're connecting with your heart. You're connecting with your body. You're giving your brain a break. And it really honestly is the one thing that I teach people that want to stop drinking is you have to meditate because the alcohol and the drunk is what gives us the reset. When you take that away, we don't have anything. Ah. And when you're sober for 10 years, you start losing your shit <laughs> because you never have a spot where you're not on. Right. Right. right? And we mm -hmm. need that. So you need to start meditating to get that same feeling without the alcohol or the drugs or the whatever. Mm -hmm. So it gives you that out and gives you that ability to keep going forward because the alcoholism doesn't stop. You know, people will be like, I'm like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. What? I'm like, well, I'm not participating. Oh, then you're not. No, you're recovering. No, you don't recover. Like you're you're either participating or mm -hmm. you're not. You're mm -hmm. always an alcoholic. The gene is there. It's if you push the button, it would start all over again. Right. Like right. you don't because people do that all the time. Oh, I'm going to have one or two drinks. I can handle it. I can handle it. Two years. I'll give you two years. Done. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. a full blown alcoholic again. So, oh, wow. you know, it's maybe functioning. You know, but I watch, right. I see, right. you know, and they're like, oh, it's all good. And then, yeah, your wife's now driving you home all the time. And now you're so hammered, you don't remember. And the progression just goes all the time. It it never is not there. So, mm. yeah. So it's, it gives you an out. 
it gives you a way to deal with that. Is there a time, like a day that people should do it? No, nope, whatever just works whenever? for you. Yeah, whatever hmm. works for you. Some people are really good at mornings. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I've tried for years. I'm like, I'm going to get up at six. Snooze, 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 snooze. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's 7.01. Same time as every day. <laughs> now I just didn't sleep for an hour because I just, I want to get up at six. Went off, like, yeah. Yeah. Do. Yeah. And I used to stay up half the night because I would like clean my house. I'd get stuff done. I was so, that that is the one hard thing I think about getting older is now I get home at eight o'clock at night because we're, you know, we're busy. We're, we're working so much. And now I'm exhausted at night. So now I don't do anything at night or in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like Saturday. I'm like, oh my God, I have to get all this stuff done. Um, but yeah, your your biological clocks change, right? And mm-hmm. you need more sleep and you get slower. And, you know, maybe you shift to mornings now instead of evenings. But it's, you know, really listening to yourself and trying not to push against it. But that's kind of your whole message, mm-hmm. I think, as like a woman, as a person. It's like yeah. you are so in tune to yourself. Yeah, for sure. And the reality, I think, is that's your message to women is like get in your head yeah well and more like get out of your head or yeah yeah get out of your head and feel so you have seven chakras in your body and your third chakra is called your solar plexus it's right over top of your stomach it's your gut instinct right it's your will it's your resilience it's your power it's that space that says get up and get going right and that crown chakra on the top of your head brings in all of that energy, right? You were always connected to an energy source. If you weren't, you will die. Like, we are only energy. We have to get that from somewhere. That's not, it's coming from your food, but that's not all crazy? the time, right? So that energy connection that we have, call it God, call it whatever you want. I don't care the name. That energy connection connects to the top of your head, right? You have 12 meridians in your body. It's what they do acupuncture with. So if they're going to put the needles in, there's 12 lines in your body. Each one of those is connected to an organ. If you're going to work on your kidneys, it's this line. Your liver, it's this line. That's how they do Chinese medicine. The only place those meridians touch is at the very top of your head called your do 20 point. That is not a coincidence. It's how your body is fed. That's how you get your energy. And so when that comes in, it's connecting to that space, into your heart, into that solar plexus, so that you can listen, right? You don't need to know anything. You need to listen. The first answer in your head is always right. The second is always your brain, because your brain can only go off of memory, Right. So Benjamin Libet did, uh, I think it was Libet, um, did an experiment where he hooked up to your brain. Right. And before you move your hand, a fifth of a second before that, you get an energy surge in your brain. Right. So people are like, oh, yeah, I thought about moving my hand. Well, do you think about moving your hand or do you just move your hand? Right. Mm -hmm. So you get this spot. But he also found that a third of a second before the fifth of a second, you get a first surge. That's them telling you where you need to be, right? This is the direction you need to go. This is the path that you need to be on. This is what you need to do next. They're giving you that information and then you're bringing it in, right? And you're moving your hand. So people will say, you know, um, you know, one of the things to do is be like, um, so I'm going to get the first parking spot. Right? People do that all the time. I'm going to get the first parking spot. Mm-hmm. And then they get there and they get it and they're like, see, I'm creating my own reality. I'm manifesting, right? (laughs) And that's great. Manifesting is amazing. Telling them what you want is fantastic. But do you do it every time? (laughs) Do you know what I do? I pray for the light not to turn red. Right, right, right. So here's the deal, right? I'm like, stay green, stay green, stay green. Right. So are you just saying to stay green or you'll know it's going to stay green? 
I feel like I know it's going to stay green because right? I look forward and I'm like, oh, that's going to stay green for me. Yeah. And my son has gotten to the point where he's like, mom, I think it turned red when we went under. I was like, it did not. <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it did not. So people will say, oh my gosh, I think about the first parking spot and then I get it. And my question is always, do you do it every time? And I'm like, oh no, but only when it's there. How did you know it was there? Right? So we only think about the first parking spot because they're telling us it's there. Oh. Because they want us to be that. They want us to go, stay green, stay green, stay green. <laughs> yes, it stayed green. Yeah, woohoo, like it's green, right? Because <laughs> that's what they want you to be is like connected. They want you to feel that excitement, right? Um, if you say every day, everything is working out for me. Everything is working out for me. Everything is always working out for me. Every morning, every lunch, every supper time, everything will work out for you. Because it's, crazy. it's a belief system. Because you wow. see it, right? You start seeing it. Mm-hmm. Everything's working out for me. I'm going to pick up caribou for Jamie on the way to work, and there's not going to be any line. <laughs> right? And then you get there, and there's no line, and you're like, yes, that's amazing. Right? <laughs> it's because they use the app. Right? Right. <laughs> but you know. That doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> it's the connection that you have. But they want you giddy. I don't ever, ever, ever want to be in a space where something happens where you're like, I, you can't make that shit up and me not go, that's the most coolest thing I've ever done. Because once you do, you've lost that. Yeah. Because now it's your ego talking. Oh, you've lost joy. Right. And it's your ego. Of course it did. You can do anything. Ego. That's not fun. a connection. Right. The ego is the one now running the show. Oh. And so when you come into the complacency space, that's your ego. Oh. Because now it knows everything. Like, what is there else to learn? Like, I'm magic and I can do anything. Like, I don't ever want people to be out of that space that you do something and you're just like, no way. Like, that like that can't happen, right? But right. it did. And you're right. just like, that's so awesome. I want to tell exciting. everyone I know. Yeah. Right. That's what they want, right? God the uni- or the universe or whatever. That's what they want. They want you to be in that joy space. They want you to feel all of that. So... You know, I always just say, keep doing it, keep manifesting it, and be just thankful every time it happens. And then just laugh. things, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, if I'm driving down the road and you see me singing, I'm singing, everything is working out for me. I'm not singing like the radio. I'm just like, look at it, there's a light. So now you're going to say that every time you go across the stoplight, right? And you're like, everything's working out for me. Of course the light's going to stay green. And they're like, everything works out for me. What should I do next? Like, And it just gives you this freedom. And if you teach your children that, can you imagine if your kids every single morning got up and said, everything is working out for me? It's always working out for me. The kids would be so much happier. Oh, It'd be They wouldn't even notice the stuff that wasn't right. working out for them because that's what we're attracted to. Right. It's that whole negative energy because our brains want us to be safe. So we're attracted to negative energy because that has to tell us that's bad. Don't touch the stove. Don't do this. So Don't learn. do that. So we stay in that negative space. You know, we have 70,000 thoughts basically a day. 60,000 on those on average are negative. Oh, my 60,000 thoughts. Mine aren't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you have right. 10,000 positive <laughs> thoughts, right? Now, think about that on average. Now, there's certain people. Kathy Weber's younger, right? She's got rose-colored glasses on. She's always in this positive space. That's great. That's very few and far in between of, um, you know, people that you see with that. Most of the time, it will be negative. It's not a bad thing. It's your body keeping you safe. And if you're a super fixed mindset, which is a totally another whole podcast, yeah. right? <laughs> If oh, you're yeah. a fixed mindset, it's where not. we stay. <laughs> yeah, growth mindset people 
people usually aren't as negative. They're going to be more positive and fixed mindsets. We stay in that negative space because we always have to be prepared. And so, yeah, it's finding that you start losing the negative attachment because you just start looking for the things that are working out for you. And I just think, man, if you could teach kids you know, mindset, if you could teach them, everything is working out for me and you could teach them Ho'oponopono and how to forgive someone instantly, your whole world, the whole world would change. Because I mean, honestly, how many of you pick a husband in college because of what your self-beliefs are? Right. Okay. If you're unwanted, if you're not pretty enough, if you're not smart enough, if you're not whatever. Or relationships through high school into college. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those all go off of when you were five. Yeah. So if you could find that ahead of time, I love doing energy work on girls that are like juniors, seniors and being like, oh, my gosh, this is your energy. This is what you could do. And it's almost always, you know, I'll say, you know, the energy coming in today for your animal is a hedgehog. And they'll be like, no way. I just got this (laughs) tattooed on my, you know, in a place that I couldn't see. Right. Or something Um, because they already know you already know where you're at. And then I just get to explain it right yeah. um to come in that space so i mean just to say does this energy work for you or not work for you you know this is what i feel coming in um you know you're supposed to be a writer and they're like oh my gosh i was going to be you know something completely different and you're like well just throw it out there you can do that and that at the same time yeah you don't have to change and some people totally change their whole plan right because they're going to do what they love but some and, people don't you right. have stories about how people oh, yeah. don't embrace that as yeah. they they know it they hear it they hear yeah. you say it and they're like nope. it's not going to happen no nope. no nope. i'm Ugh. just fine where i am or they don't want to let someone they don't else down. disrupt their life right. they don't want to let somebody yeah. else yeah. down i've already applied to call everything up. Sure. yeah mm-hmm. i've already put in money into this and i'm going to keep going fantastic you're always where you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. so even if you say no it'll get you back to where you're going to be eventually i mean you will most of the time get there it's just whether you do it the easy way or the hard way i mostly do the hard way (laughs) so do i so do i it's like oh my god but that is such wisdom for raising kids isn't it Mm -hmm. you know and it's finding out Mm -hmm. how to take and like not even just keeping them positive but Mm -hmm. having them train themselves to have that belief in themselves and choice really i'm right is. in that right now i have two yeah. teenage girls that are sophomore and junior yeah. and now they're ending their sports and they're like devastated yeah. but it's yeah. just kind of That's they life. don't want to put any more into it if they're not going to be able to play and right. whatever so they're kind of at this crossroads of like what now mm-hmm. you know yeah and it's so the i just choices. want them to know what's in them like limitless possibilities yeah. right and they can ask just have them ask the question should yeah. i do this next answer is yes or no yeah. Just only do yes or no. If the answer is no, you leave it. Mm-hmm. Right. And then go and because the, the brain's going to kick in and go, yeah, you should. We should do this. We should because do that. You practice that because you put money answer. into it because your yeah. grandma gave you that. I mean, there's yeah. always some justification. Yeah. If you taught your girls to only take the first answer ever, they would never be on the wrong path. Mm, they'd be little little yeah. warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Should I go to this college? No. Okay. Then you don't. Should I go to this college? No. Should so, I go to this one? Yes. You don't question it. Okay, so I'm going to that college. Because you don't know who you're going to meet. You don't know what you're there for. And people say, well, what if something bad happens? Yep. That's, yeah, you have to go I there mean, too. Bad you things have happen. To, yeah. You have to trust that you are always where you are for the life path that you're in. And, you know, I mean, I always tell women, mothers, and this is probably a bad thing, but you're here to keep your kids fed, watered, and sheltered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. They yep. have their own path. Mm-hmm. They have their own experiences. They came in with a reason and a learning and what they're supposed to be here for. You 
It, there's a great book in the Toltec Indians say that Americans raise their kids like dogs. And I was like, oh, that's kind of harsh. And they're like, you punish them when they do something wrong and you give them treats when they do something right. But it's only what you decide. Oh, we train man, them to be so exactly true. like us. Now, your self-beliefs have now gone on to their self-beliefs. Mm hmm. Right. Because your fear of changing now makes their fear of changing. What if every single time they had to make a choice, they made their own? How do you make sure they do that? Like, how do you just you ask them a yes? No I always question. think about even for kids clothes when they're in, you know, do you want elementary to... school? They'll have to match. Right. The pants have to go with the shirt, whatever. What if you just said, put on whatever you want, wear whatever you want. What if every kid in school just wore whatever they wanted to? That's what my mornings are like. I'm like, just put on whatever you want. My 10-year-old mostly wears what he wants. Yeah, I right. mean, But it's those little things to start with. And yeah. then what do you want to eat? You know, oh, mm -hmm. you have to have this. You have to have this. You have to have that. If you don't like fruit, you're not giving your kids fruit. If you don't like vegetables, you're not giving your kids vegetables. They raise, they get, you know. Right. What if you just had a buffet every day? I always think about this. If you just had a buffet of food every day and let your kid eat whatever they uh -huh. wanted to, would they only eat what they needed to for their body? Vitamin A this day, Probably. vitamin K this day, potassium I need today. Would their body just crave that space? And they would just eat that. Now, that's not realistic because we don't have, you know, servants mm -hmm. like, you know, Oprah or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe she doesn't have servants. I don't know. Um, but, you know, we don't have somebody cooking for us. And we don't doing have somebody that. Right. But I just think of, okay, so get out of your box of like, you know, now they want to go to school. You know, what do you want to go to school for? I don't know. Okay. Then just ask. And you really honestly can just pick anything. Start in the A's. Right? You want to be an architect? No. Okay. Do you want to be an ambulance driver? Um, not sure. Do you want to be a doctor? Oh, never thought about that. Like those little things when you don't get a yes or no are the things that you ponder on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Because they're like, um, well, I'm not sure. And your brain can't go, well, I don't know. I haven't been a doctor before. So then they're giving you that space of maybe mm -hmm. and then go to something else and go to something. And then it's yes. You're like, oh, I never thought about that before. But then it always seems to work in. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, I loved that in school. I loved that one class, but you don't think it's possible. Mm -hmm. And so trusting the first answer will get you so far. Like you don't even need your GPS. You're like, do I turn here? Yes. OK, you turn there. <laughs> like Silly Schultz Boris, I used to go to her with the cities with her and she would never use a GPS or anything. And I'd be like, do you know where you're going? She's like, nope. And she'd be like, oh, I think I have to turn here. Oh, I think I have to turn here. And then she pretty soon she's like riding yeah, around with my husband. He place. loves it. He yeah. goes into the back roads. And yeah. he he drove us all the way to Knoxville, Tennessee without a map, without yeah. GPS. Yeah. yeah. To the hotel we were going to. Yeah. And yeah. you just laugh because you like, pull what? up and you're that's like, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He just... And some people are great at uh -huh. it. Men are great manifestors. They really honestly are. My husband can manifest anything on the planet. Like <laughs> literally anything on the planet. I just keep saying bags of money. Like bags of money. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, we need it. He's like, I'm getting there. I'm like faster. Like you have to do it faster. Um, he can manifest anything. He's way extremely powerful in that space. And so men are really good at that because I think it's really they They want things. Mm -hmm. For women, we don't know what we want. And most of the time, if we want something, it's for our family. Right. That right? is so true. Or mm -hmm. we're willing to put it aside sure. because everybody else needs Comes first. or wants something. Yes. So yes. we don't practice that. Uh -huh. And guys are really good at that's what I want. Of being and I want selfish. It. Guys are going to be yeah. selfish. <laughs> I want this. They're just determined. Right. They're very much like, I want that. And I don't need a reason why. I always, I always tell people if I could just squish men and women together. Like, so we did that a little bit more and they maybe were on part of our 
part mm-hmm. a little bit more, um, we'd have this really good balance. But it's not something to be, I mean, yes, it can get out of control and sure. be a problem. But most of the time, they're very good at saying, I want that and not asking why. They just know they do. And mm-hmm. for women, we'll say, oh, I want that, but. But should yeah. I? Oh, I, don't I have to pay for the kids' stuff. And I don't really know if I want it or not. Do I like, <laughs> I mean, that's most of the time I'll say, you know, now you can do anything you wish. And people are like, I don't know what I want to do. Right. Because you've put it backwards so far that you can't even find it anymore. And so it's just practicing, you know, really practicing of like, oh, I like that. I really love the color orange. I really love that. And I'm in the same process because mm-hmm. I was all about giving, 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 giving. And um, yeah, now I'm in this space where what do I want? And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm kind of looking at it. So yeah, I love it. Lots of different things. And, you know, adding the classes into the Grove now, we just get to expand so much. And right now is a super, super important time to meditate. Um, for the next two and a half years, we have a huge shift coming in in December of 2024. We're ending a 25,000 year cycle. Um, the Mayan calendar actually shifts into um, where it was supposed to be. I have chills. Yeah, in, in November of 2024. We come fully into Aquarius in November of 2024. So, like, literally, this is a huge, huge moment that will not happen for us again, ever. And so, in that space, it's all about getting the vibration of the earth up and that harmony space. And so, meditation is incredibly important right now, especially in groups. And it's why we keep bringing in all of these meditation classes and yin yoga classes and tai chi, because that's a collective energy of bringing that down and up into the earth. And so... We, we really look at the energy right now. And the next two and a half years are going to be a big deal. Wow. So. Well, we should talk about, you know, if people want to come and visit you mm-hmm. and get, you know, energy. What do you call yeah. it? Services? Energy work. Energy yeah. work. Yeah. yeah. Energy work. Um, massage. If they want to take any of these classes, mm-hmm. you know, where can they find you? Michelle? Yeah. So Living Tree Massage is um, actually on 22nd Avenue. We're right behind Pemberton Law. Um, in that Greenwood Plaza building. So we're right there. Um, We have two spaces. I have the massage area and then we have the Grove where we do all the classes in. And I'm there. I do massage and energy work and and lots of different classes and stuff. And then Jamie's there. She does massage. She's just finishing up with hypnosis and NLP. So we'll be adding that in also. And then Michael just came. Um, He was lived in Alexandria um, back in the 90s. And he, yeah, he actually um, danced with Jackie Nutzelman and stuff on Dancing Off Broadway. When she started that, wow. he was in there with them in classes. And so he's got a really big foundation here of a lot of people that he knows. And he just came back to when we um, got the offices back open. We flooded in January and got started in March. And he came. So he just does a, an array of different things like healing bowls and tuning forks and the eye and foot bath and reflexology and all different kinds of things and energy. So he's been teaching a lot of the yoga classes, the Tai Chi classes and he's awesome he's really super fun and so we have just a ton of things and our website is massage or livingtreemassage.com and you can go on there and look at our schedules I will tell you right now we're about three months out Um, Michael has openings because he's new and we're still getting him out there so if you want to do anything with him please go on there right away Jamie and I are about the end of December right now and so we're out but you can always I always tell people if you have a day and time that work Go three months out on that day and put yourself in because three months goes just so like fast. that. So fast. People yeah. are like, three months. I'm like, some people miss their appointments because they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even remember I had it. And it went so fast. I didn't remember it was here. So mm-hmm. it does really go quickly. And you're always there when you're supposed to be. So if there's nothing open before that, that's when you're supposed to be there, especially for energy work. 
You are never going to be there if you're not supposed to. So if you have an energy work session and you have to cancel, that it wasn't your time. So you don't ever worry about that. You I got back like in. sick before I did mine. <laughs> it was crazy. And you I got didn't know, sick? Well, was just just like, thinking you, about it? I didn't. Well, it was energy work. I think it was just my body. Like I was in pain. Like I was just in pain before I was going to do it. And I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way. And she's like, because you have, your body knows it's going to happen. It knows it's going to get mm-hmm. rid of all that bad energy. And all of that. And, it and was when crazy. it did, it was the easiest yeah. thing you've ever done in your life. I felt like I was walking on clouds after it. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's why it should be. And it doesn't have to be that. You know, everybody's experience is going to be very different. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, we've, yeah, we've done stuff that you couldn't even, but it would take another six podcasts again. <laughs> well, we can keep the highlights. You should almost have your own <laughs> yes, podcast at this point. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. 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 It really, it, it's eye-opening and it's interesting and I haven't even been there yet yeah. now i yeah. feel like wow this is I super love cool it. yeah I'm yeah it's something you have to experience it. just mm-hmm. to go in and go in with an open mind um we have tons of natural health in alexandria tons literally i mean a lot of what i do is refer out so people come to see me for a massage and they're like oh this is going on this is going on I'm like okay i'm not your ticket the massage is going to be great but you need to see her or you need to see him or you need to see this person because we have so many people that do amazing things in this town. It's like a little underground system that you don't know until you get into that space. And then there's just, you're like, I never knew you were here. Like I drive past your place every single day. Didn't even know what that was. And um, they're doing amazing things from, you know, uh, just hypnosis and acupuncture. And, you know, we're doing, all, we have so many natural health doctors in town that people no. don't even know yeah. that. You know, that you can have a different way of looking at something. And that doesn't mean you have to stop one thing to do another, right? right? People are like, oh, well, you know, I don't want my, you know, person doing acupuncture fixing my broken arm. That's not like you go to the doctor. Like right. everybody has their space. We're not working against anybody. We're just enhancing something, mm-hmm. right? You don't feel good. I give you vitamin D. If you go there, they might give you something else or, right. you know, back and forth. And that's one thing that I'm super passionate about. I've been studying nutrition for the whole 19 years and that is something that i'm very very in tune with so um, i get a lot of that during the massage this is what we need to do differently or this is what we need to add in and you know you always ask your doctor ask your pharmacist ask whatever if this is okay with what i'm taking but there's so many things that go together and help you all the way around you don't have to be one all natural or all western medicine you can do both or you can do all one thing. It doesn't matter. Sure. But there's always options. Always okay. options. So awesome. This has yeah. been so much fun, Michelle. It's yeah. crazy. It's, it's really good. fun. Yeah. Livingtreemassage.com. Yep. And then over on 26. Pretty much has everything on there. You can look at our services and our prices and all of that. The Grove's on there and and uh, start taking some classes. Yeah. And you can always come over and just check it out. Just come in, get the vibe of the place. See if you like it. I mean, your body, your aura on the outside of you is your space to keep you safe. It knows whether you like something or don't before you even walk into my building. So if you walk in and you're like, oh, this feels good. It's a place you should be. Mm-hmm. If you walk in and you're like, nope, turn around and go right back out. <laughs> I don't even care. Like, I don't care. Like, it's it's totally right. okay. And so you can always come and check it out, see what it feels like, sit on the couch for a couple minutes, just get the vibe. And if you're like, yeah, I like this place and make an appointment or come take classes. Um, you know, the schedule is on our Schedule a City site. So if you go on to 
um, make an appointment. You can just push classes. It'll tell you everything that's coming up, the times, how much it costs, who's teaching, everything. So all of that is on there too. And we would love to get those full because I love that now groups of people in that space and That's so now awesome. you like groups of women I or do, men I, do. <laughs> I had to grow into that we started yeah. you know what i used to hang out with only guys too when i was yeah. growing up and i feel like it was because women were just dramatic and mm-hmm. guys were just funny and yeah. now it's same thing as i'm getting older i just mm-hmm. really enjoy the company of women but mm-hmm. it takes a while sometimes if people don't assimilate to that yeah and that's what i that's what i grew up with my dad was a hunter and a fisherman mm-hmm. he had tons of friends at stock car racing and all of that stuff so we always had men around yeah um my mom stayed home and so there wasn't a you know besides the neighborhood we, you didn't have a lot of people that came over right and so it was always around guys i was super comfortable around that mm-hmm. um just not acclimated as much to women and and so yeah i've change that well and do you think some of it is women like we started this boss lady podcast because of that because it started when we were talking about how women would kind of attack each other Mm -hmm. and like it's not your fight kind of thing and i think women Mm -hmm. it's easy to judge other women it's easy to jump in there and be like well this should have done this and should have done that and really it should just be that's not your battle Mm -hmm. like you say it's not it's not you it's on them it's what they needed to do it has nothing to do with us. Right. And I think mm-hmm. that that's why younger groups of women have a hard time being groups sometimes. Mm-hmm. Right. Because so it's like, a competition. Oh, yeah. And what if I do something wrong? And that was always yeah. me. What if I say the wrong thing? Or, you know, part of being fixed is I don't want to look stupid. So, mm-hmm. you know, if I would say the wrong thing and they'd be like, oh, I'm like, oh, I can't ever come here again. Like, right. I hate all of them. They're horrible. They're, because you, you know, because yeah, I would protect judge, myself. Yeah. But it actually is just us getting confident in our own space oh yeah and then going in but i also knew how much i was judging other people Mm -hmm. you know i judged other women so they were judging me i knew that for a fact where now with doing the energy work and really coming into that truthful space you don't judge other people you're always just observing yeah because you're like oh that's interesting i wonder why (laughs) she does that you know because now i'm like oh what self-belief does she have like i'm not taking it as a they're doing it to me they're doing it for them. Right. Why are they doing that for them? Mm-hmm. And then that changes it. It's not an attack on me. It's a almost like a, oh, I, w- I wish I could fix or help Figure them with that. Figure it out. Yeah. So not as an, you know, not even as a, it's just, you, you look at things differently. You don't right. look at, it's not coming at you. It's, you're just, you're just aware. Yeah. And so that changes too, which I think changes with time also. Mm-hmm. As you get older. I do too. As you, you get older. I just that. feel like I meet so many different women and mm-hmm. then I just admire different things mm-hmm. about all of them and just go, I don't have to try to be like that person. Right. Appreciate just it. Just to appreciate right. how cool their perspective is or yeah. how they're running their life or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So. so it's not that I don't have judgment. I just try to catch it, you know, because yeah. I can still be a I think that's a human judgy. nature kind of <laughs> my ego gets in there and are like what are they like they should do it like me I'm the best and you know and then you're like okay come on like chill out here but the ability to rein it in like we're not going to be perfect right you're not looking to be perfect but the ability to have that Mm self-awareness that self-check that say like you might judge something and then you're like wait a minute Mm -hmm. I shouldn't be doing that right and mm-hmm. I am okay with doing what I'm doing, like mm-hmm. and being in that space. I always tell people I, I don't change 
very quickly. Like our whole office got flooded and everyone's like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do? And I was like, I put it back exactly the way it was. <laughs> like we're not changing anything. <laughs> and people are like, what? You have this whole canvas. And I was like, um, no, we're not changing anything. Like that's not <laughs> Can happening. you put the old carpet I don't. Yeah, I know. I just don't. And so I always tell people if you come at, you know, if you come to me and say, this needs to change, I will always tell them I'm going to glass over and look really pissed. Cause... And I'm not going to say anything or I'll be like, on the defense, just leave me alone for two days because it takes me that long to process. And then I can come back and go, okay, so I thought about this and this will work, but I don't think this will. And uh -huh. then we might have a conversation and then be like, oh, that will work. Like I have to ease into that. And sure. I think a lot of times for women, we get the thing of being bitchy because we mm -hmm. shut down right away. And it's not that we don't want to change. We just can't do it instantly. Not like a growth mindset. A person can pivot immediately. We can't pivot. And so we have to process and think and make it okay in our head. And then we can have the conversation. Mm -hmm. So knowing if someone's fixed in growth is a huge, huge thing to know when, when you're in a business together. So that's a whole nother podcast we should do. <laughs> yeah. Because we could talk this long just on We're that. just going to write down all these episodes. Right, and right, we're gonna right. Then we got Ho'oponopono. We could do that. That's a whole nother episode. So yeah, we could be, we could do that. So yeah, awesome. We got lots of stuff to share. Oh, cool. thank you so much, Michelle. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Yeah, good. Thank you for having me. You bet. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Good. Hopefully right, I didn't Joe, take up all your time. <laughs> you got to do your tag of where we can find, you know, Real Estate by Joe. Well, Real Estate by Joe, this is Boss Lady Podcast. I don't even know what episode, <laughs> but I hope you're all listening, right? Because I'm loving it. I'm yeah. loving to hear what women have to say. And but... I do like Boss Lady. Because last time you were like, oh, do you like yeah, it? Do you like it? Yeah. yeah. I do like Boss Lady. I think it's okay. Because if you are a boss, you're a boss. Like that's, you know, that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So... I've been a boss pretty much my whole life and you have to take all the responsibility and the heavy load. So you should be a boss mm -hmm. and the other person, people don't have to do that. That's a huge responsibility that you take on that other people don't. If you have a different name than them, what is the difference? You can grow everybody at the same time. It's fantastic. You can help everybody out, but there's no reason you can't have a different title than they do. Right. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. You just do different things. Mm -hmm. I have to get up at midnight if something's wrong. You don't. Right. You know what I mean? That's a different way of that's we're not all equal when it comes right. to running a business. There's things I have to do that other people don't have to do. Right. So and it's accepting it's, it like I'm a boss lady. Yeah, right. So I think boss lady is fine no matter what you're doing. And it doesn't it's, mean they're not important. You rely on right. them to do their job well. Right. In order for the whole thing to run smoothly. Right. You know, because yeah. I'm not really a boss now because Jamie and Michael run their own space. But there's still things that I have to do mm -hmm. um, that they don't have to do. And, you know, that's part of having the, the building, yeah. paying right. the bills, doing that kind of right. stuff and, and doing whatever. So I don't feel like it's a bad word to have. And I don't feel downgrades anybody else. You just have a mm -mm. different responsibility. Right. And owning it. Because that's I remember the first time I was called boss lady. I remember thinking, I'm not your boss. Like, I'm your equal. And the reality is, yeah, I am you a are. boss. Yeah. I am. Mm -hmm. So anyway, Real Estate by Joe, as always, we're going to try to sell your property faster. Hardworking Minnesota farm girl. You can find me down by Big Ole in Alexandria in Glenwood and online at realestatebyjoe.com. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? 
Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 smart bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 special edition smart bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.